The first time I came across your content, you had on a trench coat, curls <laughs> popping and no shoes. And you ran around against this guy and it was over from the start. Do you? <laughs> it looks like you remember that video. Oh, yes. Can you I tell me <laughs> what was going on there? All right. So I took my heels off um, to go one on one against Clarence Vaughn, two times Super Bowl champion. Uh, we were at a watch party and um, there were several other NFL players, uh, former players there. And they were challenging me. I, listen, they they are the ones who started it. They were challenging me. And um, in the moment, I didn't have anything with me. Like I was just in the in the party and I you know, had on my dress or whatever. And they were like, let's go one on one outside because the place that we were in had a field right outside the door. So I was like, let's go. And then they were like, oh, well, we can't. We don't have a ball. I was like, hold on. So I walked <laughs> to my car because <laughs> I always carry my stuff. You stay ready. <laughs> That's right. So I got my ball and I got my helmet. I didn't need the helmet, obviously, but I brought it up just to show them. And then and we went outside and um, the rest was history. <laughs> I'm so here for it. I watched that video at least 10 times and I'm just like, this is so dope. And usually on posts of women playing football, the comments are like, she don't know what she doing. Da, da, da. But the comments were like, no, nah, she really played yeah. football. Like, <laughs> like the way yeah. she came off the line. I definitely, um, there was a lot of love on those posts, um, on the post. It was a lot of comments about my, my release off the line and my quickness and stuff like that. So, and I don't know what it was, like if, if people, you know, were caught by the fact that I had on a dress or what, but there was a lot of love. So I appreciate that. Yes. I was so here for it. That's the content we need because women can do it all. And the fact that you had the ball and the helmet ready to go. Listen, that's a lot. I'm trying to tell you, I don't back down. <laughs> I will not back down. We can go anytime. <laughs> okay. I'm so here for that. So talk to me about your start in football. What was your first interaction with the sport? So I um, first got into the sport uh, by playing with the neighborhood boys. So I, I grew up with my brother. He's 11 months older than I am. So we're very, very close. And we would just be outside playing um and we played football and it was like, I was the only girl out there, but it was so much fun because it was just like all this like freedom to do whatever you wanted. I mean, like you could just run all over the place, push people, pull people. And to me, that was fun. <laughs> so uh, that was the first time I kind of experienced it. And then I didn't get into, um, I didn't experience an organized team until high school. So I didn't have like the rec team or the rec league um, near me. At least we didn't know about one. And then, um, High school, I saw the team and I was like, yeah, I want to play. Um, the coach definitely looked at me like I was crazy. So I did not play in high school. <laughs> um, but yeah, but then when I went to college, I went to Clark Atlanta University. And then uh, because I didn't play in high school, I had actually grew this obsession with the sport. It was like almost cringe, but <laughs> it was definitely an obsession where I was carrying the ball everywhere I went. I would carry the ball to and from class and I'd throw it to people, random strangers and they would entertain it and throw it right back to me. So that was my thing. And uh, when I got there, uh, well, one weekend, the security guard who was on campus, he was actually the head coach of the women's team there in Atlanta. So he recruited me to play. And that was my first time joining the women's team. That is awesome. And before mm -hmm. you joined the women's team, you would always play with the guys. So I when played, you were yeah. in high school, did the guys on the team respect you? Like, hey, coach, she can really play. Well, yeah, I mean, there was like, so the guys were my friend, like we had like this circle of, 
of friends and we were just it was like we were the crew right so it was all the the football players me my best friend um and i did try to play actually I actually practiced with the guys um, for like maybe a week or so. And then um, my best friend, she joined the cheerleading squad. So I went with her <laughs> and became a cheerleader. Um, so, yeah, but but it was always I mean, that was I observed everything that they did. Like I was just watching them, not in the moment. I wasn't realizing I was intentionally doing it, but it was like I was just picking up on stuff like the quarterback carried the ball through campus or through school that day, you know, on game day, that's how I ended up carrying the ball everywhere on campus. So. Yeah. And yeah. how did you, or did you maintain a positive attitude throughout the rejection of that high school situation or were you like crushed by it a little bit? That's a, that's a really good question. Um, because in, at the time I, it didn't phase me. It was normal. It didn't even bother me. I was like, okay, it is what it is. Today, knowing what I know and being who I am, I probably would take it differently and be like, no, you're not going to tell me no. <laughs> like, let me show you. You know, I would have had a little bit more guts to like really push back. Um, but at the time, I also kind of wonder if me not playing in high school, like I feel like everything kind of lines up and and things are meant to be and, and are you know, happen the way that they're, so, they're supposed to happen. And I feel like if I did play in high school, maybe that would have been a been there, done that kind of thing for me. And I wouldn't have had the energy or interest in continuing on to my career today. Um, but yeah, it didn't phase me at all. It was just like the normal thing. Girls didn't play at that time. So it wasn't like, wasn't a big deal to me. But if I knew that girls did play, if I had the vision of a woman on the field, I would have stuck with it. I would have said, oh, okay, well, maybe I can't play with this team right now, but I could still learn the game. I could still be involved somehow. Yeah. So who were some of your star football players that you really looked up to growing up? Uh, well, my family was a Commanders fan, formerly the Redskins. So we were, we had all, uh, you know, it was the home team all over the house, the flags, the posters and everything. I, um, I enjoy the posse. So um, Gary Clark and um, Art Monk and Ricky Sanders. I love Doug Williams. I think that he is a phenomenal phenomenal athlete um, and an icon in football just for for not just for um, men, but also for women and also, of course, um, our black boys and girls who are aspiring to be, um, you know, just a, 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 a MVP and a star athlete or just to pursue their passion. He has a, such a, a powerful story. So I really love him. I love that. And you play receiver, but I also saw that you play quarterback a little. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that crossover happened. <laughs> so I actually started as a quarterback. So in um, college, in Clark Atlanta University, I was throwing the ball around campus, like I said, and the, the the coach there, he recruited me as a quarterback. So that was my first position. I had no line and nobody caught the ball. So I was running for my life <laughs> the whole time. That whole season was, oh my gosh. I remember at the very end of the season, I think um, like I had gotten tackled in the last game, the last play of the season. I think I just laid there for a second, like, oh, Lord, I give up. <laughs> um, but I stuck with it. You know, it's still a, a game that I love to play. Um, so I so I was a quarterback there. Uh, when I came back to D.C., I was a quarterback as well, but I was a backup quarterback. I was the backup to the number one quarterback in the league, Allie oh. Hammond. You know I wasn't getting no playing time. <laughs> so um, being in that position um, and not having a lot of activity as far as like in games and stuff like that, it was kind of a natural shift for me to go play wide out for a little bit. Um, so that's how I ended up being a wide receiver. 
And then um, I've been a wide receiver the, pretty much my whole career until last year. I switched over to defense. So I oh. was a corner and a safety. Oh, yes. Okay, so how is it playing corner and safety when you've also played receiver? Like, do you just know what they're going to do and it's over from the start? So I don't always know. I mean, I can definitely anticipate, but um, it was a lot of, to me, switching over to defense kind of slowed things down because only because like for me, offense mentally was such a, um, like a, a fast paced um, part of the game. Like you're always thinking, you're constantly thinking, you got to know your players, you got to know this, that a lot of studying and don't get me wrong. Defense definitely has a lot of the the mental side to it, to the, the studying and all of that, knowing the schemes and things. Um, but it was, it just slowed down a little bit. So being on defense, it was like, you're able to kind of see the plays develop, um, rather than, you know, you're the one initiating or you're the one making it happen. Um, so it was, I think offense gave me the advantage, um, just because it was a, a shift in the pace of this. I mean, I, I hate to say that because defense is still very fast paced and very much, very intense, even more intense than offense. I think offense is very graceful and you're like, Oh, I'm an offense and I want to score. <laughs> defense is like, Oh, I'm going to kill somebody. So, <laughs> so it's night and day, but it definitely like for me and whether it was, you know, just the shift from offense to defense or just my knowledge in the game and being a coach I had coached before um, just having the understanding and the football IQ, it, the game did slow down a little bit. Yeah, and I've watched some NFL players talk about cornerback being the hardest position on the field. Would you agree with that statement, or do you think there are some other positions that may be a little tougher? Um, I I can see why it's said that, you know, and I, I hear that a lot too. Um, hmm. I don't know. <laughs> Who's played multiple positions, receiver, quarterback, yeah. corner, safety. <laughs> um, I think quarterback is probably the hardest position. Um, but yeah, I would say corner, maybe so. Um, I mean, you have to be able to keep up and react, um, in real time. You like any split second of a delay is going to cost you a whole play. Um, so it's definitely, it's definitely a challenge. Um, I think O-line, D-line is also like a pretty tough position, but yeah, so I'll, I'll let them have it. If they say corner is the toughest position, I'm, I'm going to go with it. <laughs> there you are. You're a corner. So <laughs> shout out to you. <laughs> so when it comes to playing professional football, how has that been for you? What has the experience been like? Um, for me, it's always been just this huge sense of accomplishment. Like when I was a little girl, as you know, I just said, like, I played football. That was something I really loved as a little girl. So much so that, um, you know, in uh, on Sunday mornings, I, I grew up with my grandparents. So on Sundays, we go to church and then we come back to the house. Our house is literally right across from the church. So my grandfather would do these fish fries and all the deacons and everybody would come over. And I remember this one deacon, he came and he asked me, he was like, Hey, he used to, my nickname is Lolo or Lo. So he would say, hi, Lo, like, hi, Lo. <laughs> and he, was like, <laughs> he was like, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? And, um, and I told him I wanted to be in the NFL. That for me, like, it wasn't really a matter of playing with guys. It was just, that was the highest level of football. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. So being able to play in this sport and I don't want to play with guys. I don't, I, I love playing with women. Um, but just being able to play this sport at the highest level means everything to me. Um, it just, and it also means that there's an opportunity for my 12 year old self or that young girl out there who wants to pursue this 
as a dream career, she can do that because that's what we're doing today. And we're and it's only going to get better and better. Absolutely. When you were that 12 year old girl, did you know there were other girls that wanted to play football just as bad as you did? Nope. I did not know. And the thing is, like even playing in the league, I still didn't really grasp it. It wasn't until social media really blew up for me. So TikTok blew up. I was posting videos of myself playing football, um, transitioning from being like super feminine to being, you know, a football player fierce on the field. And then I started to get thousands and thousands of messages, not just the comments on the posts, but messages in my DMs of girls telling me they've always wanted to play football. I was their idol. Tell me tips. You know, can you give me advice? And I knew then I, that's when I realized I was like, oh, my gosh, there are so many girls across this country who want to play. We ha And I knew that I had to do more with that. So it was like kind of coming into this responsibility in the sport. Um, it's not a burden. It's a it is a burden, but it's a pleasurable one. And it's something that I definitely um, take you know great pride in. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about your content because I'm a fan. I feel <laughs> like cleats and stilettos is a whole mood. Like, <laughs> I'm just so here for your content. I feel like you're funny. You give us content. You give I'm us crazy. Content. Like, we, we're, we're here for it. Okay. So when did you start? Did it start off as just, I'm going to post something or was it intention behind it of like, you know, I want other girls and women to see that women and girls can play football. Uh, really good question. I so it all started because, well, I've always been kind of crazy. Okay, I've always kind of been playing around with like my brother and I. We used to also have um, a camcorder growing up, so we would make these little stop action oh, movies. Yeah. yeah, if we had YouTube when I was little, listen, I was going to be like the one with five million subscribers. For sure. <laughs> so I've always had kind of like the creativity in in me, um, some kind of way. And um, and when when in during the divas, I became the um, director of community relations. So I started to um, coordinate a lot of events in the community, um, going to schools, going to senior citizen homes, um, visiting pet shelters, just doing things in the community and trying to give back. And so um, doing that, we were doing so many events. I mean, at least like two a week almost. And then COVID hit. So then it was like, oh, now we can't do anything. So it, it was a matter of like, I had to figure out, well, how do we still touch the community? And I knew right then and there, everybody was going to be glued to their screen. Everybody was going to be on social media. And knowing that, I went ahead and just started to do, make creative posts with getting the players to wear different color shirts, making a rainbow out of it, you know, just kind of getting creative as much as I could on social for the divas. And then... I saw TikTok and I saw people like transitioning and stuff. And I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. I want to do this. And so then I just started playing with it for myself. And it was just personal. I had my son in it. You know, like I was just doing things, um, just random stuff and just making little crazy videos. Then I started to post football because obviously. Yeah. And so, <laughs> and that's when like I, it just, the it was, um, I think the first post, actually the first post I did for football was tough because it was all clips of me playing. It was like a compilation of me playing. And then the response I got was the boys. It was the boys, like middle school, high school boys that really were negative, very, very, very much bullying. And it was horrible. And I, and my whole life I played with boys. I, you know, I've been grown up in the sport. Um, my whole life, well, grown up in the sport to an extent, but I, <laughs> my whole life I've been accepted as a football player, even though I wasn't allowed to play in, in, in high school, I still felt comfortable around sh expressing that, yes, this is still my sport. 
Um, and so that was hard to accept. Um, and it took me like a good 24 or 48 hours to really like get out of this little like pit. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that I'm being talked to like that. I mean, calling me weak, calling me slow and da da da, you know? And I mean, maybe I might've been a little slow in some of those clips, but. <laughs> but, but don't do me. <laughs> it, so it was really hard to, hard to really swallow. And then something clicked in me and I realized it was like, well, those young girls out there who, um, who want to do this and who want to play football, they're going through that today. So they're the ones who are in school dealing with that. I need to know how to help them cope with it, help them navigate through it. So I accepted it as that. And I, I just kind of was able to move past it in that way. And then a, the very next um, video that I posted that went viral was me throwing the ball in the air saying, this is me dreaming to play a man sport. Cause that was a lot of the comments as well in that, in that video. A lot of the comments said, it's a man sport. It's not for girls. Da, da. So I said, this is me dreaming to play a man sport. And then I, it clipped over to me catching um, a touchdown. And I said, this is me living my dream. And then that's the one where the girls were just, it, yeah. I had so much support from it. So, yeah, I love that. And I saw an interview you did with, I believe it was, she is. And you said your biggest challenge is winning the hearts of people who don't believe that football is for women. Yeah. Do you think that through your social media and your efforts in the community that that tide is turning. I do. I really do. I, I don't think I've really grasped um, it along the way. Like, it took me a while to understand how much of an impact I might even be making, but I do see a difference. And I feel like the more people see us, the more they buy into us, the more they see that the product is real and it's, it's strong. And we have a great, we have um, outstanding talent and skills on the field. Um, it's just a matter of letting them see us. And I think the first wave of people that see us are the ones who are, you know, your biggest critics, mm -hmm. but, but once we kind of, um, break through that, then we we get into the people who are very genuinely like, oh, I love sports. This is great to watch. Um, and more, you know, just a, a, an observer, um, you know, a spectator in the sport. So, yeah. And you mentioned your son. Mm -hmm. Does your son, I don't know how old he is, but does he really understand that his mom is a professional football player? <laughs> so I have four sons. <laughs> okay. I'm here for this. And help. <laughs> like, my mom plays football, okay? Like, I am so here for that. Yes, um, I have four sons and I think, well, they've all grown up in the sport. So they were born into it, so they don't have a choice, okay? Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think uh, my oldest son, he used to watch the um, football, on the NFL on TV. And then of course we have the same colors as the commanders. So he would say, he would point to the TV and say, that's mommy football. So he'd see it as, you know, the same thing that he sees at practice is women playing football. Uh, the other ones, the younger ones, um, I think they don't really, um, I don't know if they really understand it or they, you know, but this is their norm. So for them, they'll see it completely different than any, you know, you or I or anyone else um, mm -hmm. who's out here watching football. But I love that because when they go to school, they're going to see it as normal. So when that girl wants to play football, they're going to be supportive. They're not going to have anything negative to say. They're going to know this is, this is, this is it. This is real. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. a cool career for someone's mom to have. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, shout out to moms regardless. But like, my mom is a professional football player. Yeah. It's yeah. Really different. But I also think that kind of touches on your last question about, you know, do people 
has that tide been turning and do people, you know, how, people have kind of changed the narrative for us a little bit because you have to understand who we are. Like we are out here, we're mothers and aunts and daughters and even grandmothers in some cases who are out here playing this game, blood, sweat and tears, putting our all and our passion into it. You know, just all of the intensity comes out on the field. So, and I think that's a level of appreciation that people um, do have. Yeah. So we talked a lot about football. What does Cleeks and Stilettos or Lois Cook like to do outside of football? Talk about football. Actually, I have a TikTok about that. Like, do, what do you do other than football? What? There's other things? What else is there to do or talk about? Um, I um I actually really enjoy just being a positive role model. And I always talk about football being my, that's my lane. It's been my vehicle. But I think that the message, underlying message is not about football. It's about following your passion, no matter what it may be, no matter what obstacles you may face. Um, it's just about being true to who you are and not worrying about what anyone has to say about that. As long as you can work hard and as long as you love it, then do it. Yeah, I am so here for that. And you mentioned role models. I always like to end with this question. Who is someone who has been instrumental in your success who you have not had a chance to tell? Oh, that person that comes to mind. And what is your message to them? Oh, my goodness. What a great question. Who I've not had the chance to tell. I'm be, as crazy as it is. Um, I'm going to say it's my grandfather. And I don't think I've expressed to him what he how instrumental he has been in my life. Um, like I said, I was raised by my grandparents, but from a young girl, I mean, he has taught me everything from fishing, how to clean the boat, how to, you know, work on the boat, how to work on cars and change brakes and, um, and oil changes and, you know, the works. And, um, and I think that he's really kind of instilled this, um, you can do it kind of, um, attitude. Uh, one of my, my motto is I'll find a way or make one. And that's also from my college Clark Atlanta university. It's, it's our, our school motto, but it's something I stick by and I think it comes from the the upbringing that I had because of him. Um, he's just, he's the kindest person. He's very um, compassionate and, and empathetic and he's um, he's so kind to, you know, other people and he's fun to be around. He's always taking care of everybody else, but he's also like a hard worker and he, he knows, like he has really shown me that I can do anything. If there's anything I wanted to do, I can do it. And my grandmother, too, of course, but she's like hand in hand with him. But I do think about him because of, you know, working on cars and being hands on and being able to like kind of be out there and, and get things done. That is amazing. I hope your grandfather <laughs> is able to hear this, <laughs> this in and truly know how amazing he has been. To you. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lois. This was such a great conversation with you. And Thank I'm just you. appreciative of your time and everything you put out into the world. Thank you so much. This has been so much fun. Thank you for having me. It means a lot.